Hello, and welcome to The Executive Appeal, a show that convenes the world's most powerful and successful leaders to share mentoring and career advancement advice to help you successfully transition into senior level executive positions. I'm your host, Alex Trimble, award-winning speaker, author, and leadership expert with over a decade of experience coaching and advising some of our nation's most senior level government leaders. So if you're ready to reach your goals, let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Alex Trumbull from the Executive Pill. And today, <laughs> you guessed it, today is a good day. Why is today a good day? Because, you know, we're, we're, we're branching out. We're, we're finding new and awesome individuals to bring to the show, to share a different perspective. And again, we're always tied to and focused on those individuals who bring a an off to the conversation, right? Like we want to bring and talk to people who are who are extremely successful and forward thinking in their individual careers. And so today, I wanted to bring on the show with me a, now, hopefully a good friend, Mr. Christian Heavens. You know, this man, this man is not only a professional golfer, which I think is really freaking awesome. We can find him on TV and all over the web, the websites, the webverse, but he's also the CEO of Tour Line Golf, which is awesome. We're going to be talking about that a bit. Um, he has won 26, count them, 26 professional events, including his most recent win at the 2022 St. Louis Publix Open. He is currently still on the APGA Tour, finishing up 10 top 10, top 10 <laughs> in the five out of six events that he's been a part of. This man is phenomenal. And not only is phenomenal, he is freaking awesome. So, but no further ado, how are you doing today, kind sir? Oh, man, I, that's probably the best, or not the best, the best because it's the only uh, introduction I've had, like, like that thorough introduction. So I appreciate it. But uh, man, it's an honor to be on here with you and the Executive appeal, you know, uh, just uh, honored to be considered, I guess, an influencer and, you know, share some with some of my wisdom and experience with you all and your your um, your listeners. And uh, hopefully we can, you know, like you say, you know, stay strong, keep people positive and keep things and stay moving. So in the right direction, brother, look, you over here got me blushing. You over here quoting me and make me feel like I'm somebody. OK, <laughs> let's, 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 let's let's do this. Um you know, so I kind of wanted to start off the conversation with a question about you. And again, I mean, it's in the best possible way, man. Like, you know, I, I, brought, I brought this up earlier. When we think about golf, especially pro golf, there is a, there is a, a kind of the feel, the look that you, you think about, you imagine when you think about pro golfer. But when I look you up, when people watch you out there, when they watch you speak and talk and and engage with your 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 friends and your colleagues like you are knocking out the park like you you are again you're winning you're quote unquote winning and not only quote unquote you're also hashtag winning but you're also just cool so like one how did you get into this and then you know how did you decide to it kind of feels like you're bumping bumping up against what the traditional look and feel of what a golfer should be yeah i mean so the most part about me bumping up again, like going against the grain of what a golfer should look and feel and be uh, the traditional sense, right? Is um, I'm just being me. And me as a kid from, you know, the inner city, East St. Louis area, uh, I grew up playing golf, learning how to play at an early age before I could even walk. My grandfather loved the game of golf. Uh, he, you know, I had, he tried to get my uncles into the game. He tried to get my mom. He tried to get my cousins. 
Uh, my uncle played at Notre Dame. My other uncle was a good basketball player. Like all of them kind of bought into the idea that golf was a was a sissy sport, a lame sport. Um, was the word the words that they used back then. I'm not saying they're necessarily PC, but and it's when my grandfather finally got a hold of somebody to share his love of the game with him. Uh, he just hopped on it, man. Like we used to go out. I used to be there all the time. It was just my mom and they were helping. So they'll pick me up from school and I'll wait on my grandfather to get off work from the fire department and just go out there and play golf all the time. I used to love it. But I was also an athlete. You know, like I said, my uncle played football. I had another uncle play basketball. Um, so I was always just playing different sports. I was still like out there with my cousins in the streets, just playing different games and still it's supremely immersed in the culture as well. So music I love, whether rap, R&B, that, I mean, that's all me. And just because I play golf, I'm not going to hide that and give that part away when I'm on the golf course. So bits and pieces of that drips over into it. And I'm a Gemini, so I can play on both sides. So I can go from the, the, the golf club to the nightclub and just have a good time and fit in quite comfortably. So that's just, it's just me being me, for real. It's, it's a blessing to, to kind of grow up with um, on both sides of the fences, you know, on the golf course and, and um, just in the, in, in the city. And it's been a blessing, though. But it's just me being me, and that's just how I am. And that's what we want more people to understand is that you can be you and enjoy golf and fit in golf and feel welcomed at a country club or a golf course. So that's where we're trying to take the game and make it more accessible to people, too, and make them feel comfortable when they finally go to a place where they're pretty much foreign to, but we just want them to be a little more comfortable. So that's where the game of golf is trying to go or we're trying to push the game of golf to go to. You, you know, the first thing, I mean, you, first of all, you got me thinking in so many different, different directions because you made so many freaking awesome points. Um, but the first direction I think I'm going to go is you said this is me being me. This is this is you being you um, while you were doing this, this, this sport, this professional sport. Again, you are a professional golfer. Um, it makes me think about myself, not to make this about myself, um, but... <laughs> I remember my first, my first kind of big or internship that I interviewed for. Um, I was gonna be a really good job out of, out of grad school. I think I was gonna get paid like twenty five dollars an hour, something like that. Some traveling, you're working with the stock market. It would be a really free, cool job, right? Yeah. Um, and I interviewed, and um, the lady called me back afterwards, and she said, "Look, Alex, I'm calling you because um, you weren't selected." She said, we had 500 people apply for this position and we interviewed um, 25 people and we selected two people. You were number three. The reason why we didn't select you is because during the interview, you made a joke and we didn't think that joke was like funny or we didn't understand it. And when she said that, I, I kept with me moving forward. I was like, cool. Right. And, and I am 100% moving forward. Every interview I've ever done now moving forward, I feel super comfortable because I'm going to be me. And if you like me, then great. If you don't, then it's cool. I'm not going to be there. It's okay. I don't got to be there because I'm not going to change who I am to be in this space. You know how much energy and draining you have to be to, to change who you are? Like, so, but doesn't confidence have to come along with that? Yeah, absolutely. And But you know, not to say that I'm, I try hard just to be myself, but a lot, I talk to a lot of black golfers and professional, like APJ tours filled with a lot of minority golfers. And I just, basically the black golf community is very small. We all know each other for the most part. 
and we we have conversations and code switching is a big thing like what you talked about where how mm. draining it is that's one of the obstacles and um things that we feel out here on the golf course playing at the professional level is sometimes we do feel like it's a necessity or an advantage to be able to cold switch in certain situations mm. and have to put on this just uh I guess adapt to it, but you know, just, it's, but it drains you. And, and that's a really, that's an important thing that you just mentioned um, that we're trying to take on straight on, but you just, I mean, you gotta be pick your spot sometimes. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just can't come out there and be yourself all the time. What you, what we want you to, right. We're going to, we're working in that direction. So we're getting there. People are making big steps of progress in the game of golf to make it more accessible. So uh, it's just tough. We're just working, but just uh, we're getting to the point to where you can just be you and don't have to, you don't have to feel drained in the golf atmosphere or, in, or, or the sport of golf. You know, I was just talking to a, this this man who I, I met on LinkedIn. Really, really awesome individual, and he has his own <clears throat> executive group. So they all just top CEOs and blah blah blah. They talk amongst each other, and he said one of the things that he really likes that I focus on is the political aspect, like under understanding how to play the game, when to play the game, who to play the game with. And, and people don't understand, you know, the different versions of yourself. Let me, let me say that. Because Absolutely. you're right, because you, you never want to necessarily change who you are. But I, you know, I'll be real, like, I'm not the same guy I am at work. I'm not the right. same guy I am with my best friend versus my mom. Two different, right. <laughs> but they're, they're, yeah. they're still me, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And see, and I just soaked that up under me being a Gemini. Like, I got... I'm kind of just adaptable. <laughs> I can fit into these different, but they're all me. Like, so I'm, I got a chill mode. I got, uh, I mean, I'm funny and hyper sometimes. Like the country club side is the golfer side. Like they're all me and I have to learn how to fit them into these different atmos- um, environments and atmospheres, which that just makes me feel comfortable as well. But like, like you just got to want to go to, you got to learn to go where you're celebrated and not tolerated as well. So mm. just being you, um you'll you'll find like there's going to be people that rock with you there's going to be people that that aren't going to rock with you and if you're trying to put on this other persona too um either in that case like there's still going to be people that like you there's still going to be people that don't so just might as well be you and find the people and attract the people that really like the genuine you and can and you all can build and collaborate from there with the energies be go where you're celebrated not tolerated like absolutely how cool is that? See, again, t- look, everybody, I told you this guy's cat. This, this cat was cool. Um, first <laughs> of all, everybody's going to dart dating me because I say cat, but I think that's still a good word. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> so, yeah, I wanna, I'm going to circle back around to that, that, that C word um, to go where you're, where, you're, where you're not having to be tolerated, where you're celebrated. Again, it's, it can sound like it's circling right back to that C word, which is confidence. Because some people feel like you have to just go. I have. To, I only can be here because I couldn't survive nowhere else. No one else would want me. I can't provide. I can't perform anywhere else. Like, how do you go about building that confidence so you can be the different person of you? So you can make sure you're willing to go where you're celebrated and not tolerated. Yeah, man, it's a big part. There's a saying, and I even take this in the golf to build confidence, but. Uh, and it sounds crazy, but there's a saying that I really, really believe is useful. I'll say, um, fake it till you make it. So you, sometimes you got to fake the confidence. You just got to act like you belong there. Act like you know where you're going. I got a buddy of mine and he gets 
into it doors. He just meets people and gets into a lot of different doors. And I'm just walking behind him. We're at this event and we're just going in the VIP areas and sections that we're not supposed to be. He's like, man, just don't say nothing to, to the car. Just act like you belong there. You know where you're going. And sure enough, he just walked by, hey, man, what's up, man? And then he just walks in and I just follow behind. And it, it got us in the doors. Like, and then once you start seeing that it works, so I'll take it from that point to like golf. If I'm nervous getting into a golf tournament, um, having some doubt or some fear, mm-hmm. I can shift kind of those thoughts by acting confident, acting like Roy McElroy, acting like mm-hmm. Tiger Woods. And then from there, some good results will come. And from there, I'll just take it and um I'll just take it and, you know, let that build more confidence, right? Success success breeds confidence. So from there, I just think that's where it starts. If you don't have anything to, to base your, your confidence off of, whether it's some prior successes, fake it until you make it. Feel it from somebody. Imagine that you're something else for a little while. Just stand tall, smile, look people in the eyes, act like you belong, and you'll see some successes that you can build off of. I I, um, this one piece, so I'm writing my, my next book right now and specifically on strategic relationship building or said another way, networking. Um, and what people really forget to remember, and they don't maybe think about, I should say, is that, you know, people are contextual. So if you are at an event with successful people, you assume the people in that room are successful, right? right. It's, it's just an assumption. And it's like, you just said, if you can just get in the room with certain people, there is an assumption that you're at that level. So, you know, it's almost all you have to do is just, you know, not mess up, <laughs> not say right, like that, right. but just, just be cool. <laughs> and they're going to assume that you belong and, there. And, and don't downplay yourself. Like a lot of people are their own worst enemy and worst coach. Like they'll trash talk themselves like, oh man, I'm probably the, the brokest or the most unsuccessful person in here. I don't belong in here. And everybody else, again, like you said, are already assuming that they belong here, that they're successful, but that person in their mind is just downplaying them and just making it worse than what they are. A lot of people, especially, I'll take you back to golf because that's my profession, but um, golf, there's no, we don't have coaches with us, like on the golf course. Like we, we do a lot of internal dialogue. We're our own coach, our own best friend. And a lot of people struggle with golf mentally because they're, their own worst enemies. They're telling themselves they can't hit this shot. They're not swinging good. They're filling their minds with a lot of negative stuff. Stuff that's worse than what, I mean, their competitors are saying to them. Competitors are saying good shot and all this stuff. And But the player in their head is, they're over here just uh, talking really bad about them and all that stuff. So uh, that's my girlfriend walking in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, but that that's I think that's important. You just gotta be your own best friend and build confidence by positive affirmations, talking positively to yourself, and uh, that's it, really. What, there's a saying: um, treat. It, it, I'm, I'm gonna mess this up, um, but it's like treat yourself um, or speak to yourself like you were speaking to somebody else, um, right? Because it's so much easier for us to be motivating and inspiring and and, and provide grace to other people. What we can man, we can rip ourselves on, you know? Yep, yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's just amazing. I'm a, I'm guilty of it myself sometimes. I have to catch myself. That's something I'm getting stronger and stronger at. But I don't know why that's in our nature, but we just got to be aware of it at first, and then we can kind of combat that. So mm-hmm. just you got to be your own best friend. That 
a lot of us are our own worst enemies when it comes to building confidence. That internal yeah. dialogue really shoots it down. You know, you you once said you said um, you said I'm proud of my my progress. Um, I'm proud of my progress, but there's there's something in me that makes me think I'm not doing enough. I'm not sure if you remember when you said that. Um, but can if you do, you mind speaking on that real quick? Yeah. So especially with my journey. I've always tell, told people that my journey is one of two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward. It's just, it's it's up and down here and there. But with golf, because there's no end goal or perfect score or anything like that, there's no, I mean, I guess the number one in the world is the top of the mountain, but even the number one players are always striving to get better. Like we always think that we can get better. So obviously we're proud of our progress and getting better here and there but we still see that next step that we that were trying to get to so for me playing golf I stopped playing golf for about three years I was injured I'm just getting back into it about a year and a half ago and I'm working really hard to get back to the winning form that I was in and then better the first couple of tournaments I thought it would be easy I thought I'll be able to come back in and win right away <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't cashing checks um, then I started cashing checks. And now, as you talked about, my out of my last six events, I finished top ten out of the of five times out of those six events. So instead of me constantly like beating myself down, like like we talked about earlier, I have to recognize my my progress. I have to be excited about it as well. But I still want to get to that winning level, get back to that winning level and further. So that's what I was kind of alluding to there. Was that I, you know, I'm. I'm still trying to get, I'm close to another win. I'm close to getting number 27. I'm close to getting on the, to the next stage of my career. Um, it's frustrating that I, I didn't win this event. It's frustrating that I came this close and didn't win, but I got to build myself back up and also acknowledge that there is progress being made and, um, and that, that has been made and I'm in the right direction. So there was a little bit, of, a little bit of that going on in my mind. Are you ready to bring your DEI efforts to the next level? Introducing Alex Tremble, a professional speaker who combines expertise and entertainment to create an unforgettable experience for DEI professionals and organizing staff. With a focus on leadership, mentorship, and relationship building, Alex is dedicated to helping organizations attract, develop, and retain diverse and high-qualified leaders. From the 12 pillars of an effective mentoring relationship to the seven must-have leadership skills, Alex provides practical advice that can be immediately implemented. Don't miss out on the opportunity to have Alex at your next event. Contact team at alextrimble.com to book the speaker who will take your organization's diversity and inclusion journey to new heights. You know, when I heard you said that, man, like, and I'll be honest, like, it 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 really spoke to me, spoke, spoke to me personally, um, because this is something I know I struggle with. Um, but it also spoke to me because I know so many people out there. I know so many people I work with specifically, you know, struggle with this themselves. You know, I tend to work with people who are relatively successful. You know, I, I work with um, uh, people who are either in executive positions or they're a, a, a stone's throw away from an executive position. So right. by objective marks, you can say they're doing well, right? Like right. They're, they're doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, but they will be like, I can't, I can't, I don't know why I can't get this done. 
I, I, I'm not sure if I belong here. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm a leader, but you know, at some point someone's going to figure out that I'm just like, I don't, I'm just, you know, just, just trying to make my way through this. Like there's so much what's the word imposter syndrome as well. Right. Right. So I, I wonder, like, even for me, how do you, how do you find, how do you intentionally build those pauses into your life where you can look back and appreciate how far you've come while at the same time saying, I know I've come far and I'm looking forward to moving forward, you know? Yeah, I think, well, for me, especially at that time too, goal setting is impossible, like is a, a very important. Um, writing it down, having tangible goals, okay? So I would write, write down my goals and one of my goals is to win. I didn't get that, but if I look down, I got five top tens or four top tens. I, my scoring average was this and that was close. And I can look um, look at that and just see success, right? And just be, have that not, have that build me back up. Like have it not be a complete loss. Because golf is so different than other sports where, uh, I forgot the stat exactly, but Tiger, when he was at his peak, I think he won a total of like 17% of his, uh, not total, but about 17% of his events, right? Any other sport, if you only win 17%, you're failing miserably, right? If you're shooting 17% from three-point line, from free throw line, uh, in baseball, if I mean, you're batting 300, you're a Hall of Famer. But if you're batting 17%, you're not going anywhere else, right? So we lose so much. It's very similar to life in golf, but we lose so much more than we win. So we've had to learn a way. I've had to learn a way to not let those losses kick me down and beat me down and take me down um, as much as the winds lift me up. So that's just an important thing. I think that's really helped me out in life because, like I said, you have so many losses in life. Um, I think more, so, so for the most part, more than wins, whether they're small or not. But, you know, you just got to really uh, put more attach, attach more emotion to the wins and take the losses for what they are, which all losses aren't really setbacks like I'm a positive person so I I'm more of the the optimistic person I see things as I needed this loss to teach me this so I can move forward here and learn this here like this needed to happen for the greater good Mm -hmm. so I've just found a way mentally to look at certain losses and just appreciate them and see them still see the progress in them towards getting me where I want to be I want to comment on what you said, but I, I, want, I want to talk about losses. But I also just want to share, um, that's a cool stat in regards to t- Tiger 17%. Yeah, don't quote, don't quote it ex- exactly, well, but it's around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, 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 but <laughs> what I'm hearing, though, because I did an interview um, with Peter Kemp, so our listeners can go back to that. I think the, the first year of the podcast, I'm pretty sure the first year, um, and he told me about, you know, baseball players, that, you know, if you're, if you're in the pros, you're hitting it, you're batting it like 32% or something like that. Like, right. You're not, you're, they're not batting 100%. They're not batting 80%, not batting 70%. Like, it's, it's not that higher percentage, but it's more than other people, right? Right. Exactly. And, and, and so, like, just trying puts you ahead of so many people because most people aren't willing to try to, to just shoot their shot and be okay that they're not going to hit 100% or 90% or 80% or 70%. Like, I, I really appreciate that you made that point because so many people out here listening just needs to shoot their shot or let's say right. um, hit, shoot their putt 
That's yeah, there we hit the button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hit the drive. Yeah, hit the drive. Yeah, yeah, and and he, but that comes like ah. Oh, see now, I'm just misquoting everything with the stats. But Jordan talks about it in this commercial. Like they see that I made this many shots, but they don't count the the many misses that that it took for me to get there. It was Jordan or Kobe, mm-hmm. but like you're gonna have those misses and. As long as you don't let them beat you down and make you quit or stop or deflate you and you can use them to use it to get you to another level just like you talked about with the job interview like you were this closely in that job interviews third out of 500 people and you one little thing got you off but you learned they talked to the lady learned from it it wasn't a complete loss like you still did a lot of things right obviously and i'm sure you use that information to like you said just to be yourself more and that's probably helped you get another position that you might enjoy even more. It might have put you, set you up a little bit better. Who knows? But that's the thing. Like, you just can't let those losses beat you up completely. You got to learn from them. I did a – I was on the Golf Channel show, uh, Big Break Myrtle Beach. And one of the things that I talked about after I, I lost in the seventh episode was, like, from that experience, I was either going to win – or I was going to learn. Like there's no, there's no losing. I I wasn't going to lose. I was going to. So now that I didn't win, I'm learning something that's going to help me get to the next level and make me better from here and there. So it's just win or learn. Man, look, I, I'm loving this. Uh, so you brought that topic of losses, and you know this is something that's again important to me because I I was speaking to someone the other day and they told me about how they're they had this really really awesome experience overseas. They went overseas and worked for two years and did some really great work. But what led to that was that they were fired from their the job previously without any notice, just, just fired. And so they were forced to figure something out and yep. it landed them overseas doing some really cool work. Um, you know, me personally, I still remember, you know, I was in a very, very awkward employer employment situation years back at the beginning of my career where like my she was my supervisor turned mentor turned like villain. She wanted to get rid of me. And so in that situation, it was extremely uncomfortable. I tell people like I was literally, and I'm not even joking. I was literally looking for, you know, how to teach English um, in China. Like I just needed to find somewhere to go. But that uncomfortable situation led me to meet the director of the National Park Service then. And he offered me a job there and my career just kept taking off. So you, you make me think about those losses in life, like you said, those, if you look at it as opportunities, again, they're not saying it doesn't hurt, not saying it's not uncomfortable, but if you see it as, as an opportunity, you have the ability to, to leverage it as such versus be like, whoa, it's me. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Right. No, absolutely. And I, I listen to, I'm back into it now, but I listen to a lot of motivational speeches and Eric Thomas, uh, the E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher is one of them. Mm-hmm. And a big one that resonates with me all the time, and this that goes perfectly with this, is he talks about Adele, how in her situation, she was talented. She was trying to put out music and nothing was hidden, right? And they were so confused at why her songs weren't popping because obviously she's an amazing talent. Her voice is amazing. And then her her boyfriend or fiance at the time broke up with her and got engaged to someone like two weeks later than that, mm-hmm. right? And that just broke her heart, broke her spirit. And she took that energy and went into the studio and came out with the, um, I think it was 21, the major album that first made her pop, right? Yeah. She That heartbreak, she used that and it took her to another level. 
And then it's bringing it back to golf. Even what ET says is with the golf ball. Um, I'm not sure. You play golf quite a bit or no? I I have yes, I've definitely watched golf. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. So he talks about as a golf ball, like the engineers that designed the first golf ball, like the golf ball was smooth. Mm-hmm. And then they found out like after you hit the golf ball and the golf ball got roughed up, bit bent did, did like dented up a little bit. The golf ball that was rough went a little bit smoother uh, further than the smooth golf ball. And Mm -hmm. now we have the golf balls that have dimples in it. So he he uses an analogy to say, like, those that had a smooth life without getting beat, bruised, and beaten, you know, didn't make it as far and wasn't able to, like, then lift themselves up to go as far as the smooth golf balls or the rough and beaten golf balls. So... Yeah, I mean, it's just, oh, I, I love that um, speech that he gave. But just another example. But I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of the listeners have found, can pinpoint specific uh, instances that didn't go the way that they wanted and leapfrog them to another situation that was better. Well, you know, I, I did want to bring this up in regards to golf. I want to make sure everyone here knows this. this maybe this is just me. This could 100% just be me. Um, yeah. Like, golf is a, freaking sport um i i went out a couple of years ago and was like oh i'm about to go you know hit the golf ball around whatever um went to the driving range did some stuff and next yeah. day i was in so much pain <laughs> my, <laughs> my back hurt stretching muscles that never been stretched before it, it, it's it's a workout for sure it's definitely got to get the core right Got to get the core right, man. That was super surprising. Um, So that's funny. I I do want to throw this out. Um, I do want to throw this out there. So you you are not only a professional golfer. You're the CEO of your own company. Um, You provide um, training tools to help people become better golfers and so on and so forth, right? And what I think is really interesting, if you've noticed this over the last few years, you know, you used to just have an athlete. Right. Someone played basketball, someone played football. But now they're like like Shaq freaking. If you don't know, Shaq is a beast of a businessman. Right. Like he has investment everywhere. Right. You have LeBron, you have Jordan, you have you have you have Kirsten. You have so many of these athletes are going in now and starting building their own businesses. What made you feel like you could run a business and not just be an athlete? I'd love to hear that. Yeah, I think it's past athlete. I, I mean, I've seen a lot of people take pride in ownership, um, trying to go the entrepreneur route, whether it's in mm. real estate. Uh, I've seen it in all aspects and, and people being empowered by seeing other people doing it. I, I mean, it's just a really good movement that I think is going to continue to go as we especially as we get more information about the process like this is something that we never really had access to was that information was the you know the wealth for or the the finances for it and now we're starting to get access to that as well and but mine started with covid really like covid gave us all a lot of time to sit down and i feel like during covid if you didn't do anything towards your dreams that you've been thinking about prior to that mm-hmm. like, that's just kind of on that just says more about you because you had all the time in the world there was nothing else to do if you didn't sit down on the computer start an llc put down a plan um whether it was working out if you didn't do crunches every day 
like that's more you got to look in the mirror and see what's going on so I use that as a time for me to sit down every day I was just in there uh, in the dining room designing things um, looking at you know because it's actually it's an idea that I've had for a while it's a product that I've used in a certain way and I just saw that nobody brought it to the market so I just I took advantage of the time because before, you know, that was my excuse. I didn't have time for it. And now with COVID, I mean, I had all the time in the world. So I, that was just I just that was just me taking advantage of that opportunity there. Right. Uh, there are a lot of tragedies and a lot of rough times. A lot of great people have sought, found opportunities in those type of situations. And I was going to for sure take advantage and try to find a way to come out better than before. And this was my way here. Right. Um, this was me not having my being in control of my schedule and my life a little bit more. So, you know, no matter what happens from then, that point on with COVID, I had my own product, my own business and uh, something that I could provide to consumers and make a, make a good living off of, hopefully. You know, I, I know you got, you got to head out soon, but I do want to just put two, I want to, two really quick points. Um, one, I remember during the pandemic, like a few months into the pandemic, I was like, I actually made a video specifically saying, hey, everyone, like, this is an opportunity, you know, build relationships, network. You know, a lot of people before then, it was like, if I'm not there with you in person, I can't build a relationship. Like everyone's distant nowadays. Like now it's like a great opportunity, you know, find a way to build your network. And I can tell you, I actually got some really negative emails from people saying, aren't there people out there dying and you're and now you're focused on building networks and your their career? I'm like, that's that's insensitive. And I'm like, dude, what else should people be doing? Just- right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because look, everybody was in there bored in the house and they in the house bored, whatever that t- that TikTok song. <laughs> like we just in the house bored. So like what else? Right, you're right. And, and there's a cat um I was talking to the other day. I'm I'm gonna keep using that word cat. There's a cat I was talking to the other day. Um, and he was telling me about how he works 12 hour days and there's a person in his, his supervisor is like 60 or 70 years old, still working 12 hour days. And he said, that can't be me. That, that can't be me. He said, I, I, I want to spend more time with my family. I want to spend more time with my kids. I don't want to retire then die. And so like, I am always, I was telling, you know, again, telling him like, in this book, specifically on relationship building and networking I'm writing, I have to have a section there specifically on, you need to make sure you go in after some bread. And I'm just being real. Like everyone, right. and it's not about money as God, it's money, you need money to, to live, to eat, to have a housing. Like you don't want to be dependent on anything like this working the rest of your life. Like I just, I love your entrepreneurial you know, mindset and everyone out here who's listening, you can do that too. And it may be, it's not, you know, starting your own business, but you can still do something different to make sure maybe you're bringing in, uh, you, you get a raise, you get a promotion, right. you get more resources. You the, the higher you up, generally speaking, the higher you up, you move up, the, the the healthier you can be because you don't have to do that hard manual labor and you have more exactly. control. I love the word you said, control over your own schedule and your day and so on and so forth. Like, just, I, I, I love what you're talking about, brother. Thank, thank you so much for, you know, sharing. No, I, I agree with that 100%. Like, just... I mean, like you said, it doesn't have to be you owning something and being the boss. Like everybody can't be a boss because there's somebody's going to need some workers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. I, you know, my, the thing that I, I really preach, for lack of better words, is 
just do what you love. Like do if and it's in your heart. Like God put this on my mind and my heart. Does God put something else on in your mind and your heart? Give it a try. Do it. You know, just now there's no better time than now. You just gotta do what you love to do and and what's been put on your mind to do it. Like you talked about earlier too, a lot of people are so afraid of taking that shot, taking that chance. I'm just recommending that, you know, if there's something you love and you've been thinking about doing like i'm trying to write i'm starting to write a book right now that's been on my heart for a while it's hard it's it's hard and it's taking some discipline i'm having writer's block here and there more often than not (laughs) but but i I mean i this may fail it may not but i'm giving it a try and it's something i love and i i'm enjoying it so i just want want everybody else to just try and do what you love that's really it and that's that's god has put on your heart look brother thank you so much for being on here with us today i mean i, I truly appreciate it. i know you said you gotta jump off and go hang out with a tiger woods maybe you can tell him to wait a few minutes um <laughs> but i want to open the floor for you um is there anything you'd like to share with the audience as we begin to wrap up yeah man I just you know one just stay um stay tuned to the journey you know i'm on instagram at i am c heavens um mostly on their twitter as well i'm going to continue to play on the apga tour we got tournaments all over the country so if you go to apgatour.com you can see the schedule on there we'll appreciate your support as well um the tournaments are free come on out watch a lot of great minority golfers playing golf i'll be back home in st louis quite a bit this this summer playing in some golf tournaments but also you know I'm available. Uh, I, I do. I talk to kids. I, I do guest speaking at churches. Feel free to reach out to me at Christian Heaven or Heaven's Golf at Yahoo.com or direct message me on Instagram. And I, I'm more accessible than a lot of people think. I feel. <laughs> I feel like like I'm here <laughs> to offer a lot of mentorship opportunities as well. So just reach out to me and just you know, like I said before, I just encourage everybody. What I'm doing is just chasing my passion, doing what God has put in my heart. And so I just encourage everybody else to do the same thing as well. <sighs> there ain't no better way to end this show. Look, thank you so much, brother. You're from St. Louis. Uh, you know, he's from the show me state. You show him seven, he'll show you eight. Okay? eight. eight. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yes, I, 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 love being, I love being here with your brother. Um, everyone. You know what time it is. If you found anything of value today, don't keep it to yourself. Don't say he or she should have been here to listen to it. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. Bring it to someone else. Don't just look back, reach back. Bring someone else's conversation and bring this conversation to them. Click like, click subscribe, comment. We want to hear your thoughts and how, you know, how you think we should be moving as leaders and as leaders within our own organizations and within our communities. As always, everyone. I encourage you, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Executive Appeal with Alex Trumbull. I invite you to follow The Executive Appeal wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me, your host, Alex Trumbull, across all socials or via email for exclusive webinars, courses, and speaking engagements on continued topics of executive leadership. So until next time, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving.